And welcome to the Diablo podcast. Your home for Diablo diehards, Diablo tryhards, hardcore and casual alike. I am your host, Xanth, and I am joined today by the one and only, my favorite co-host, Nineball. Oh, hi. I won't tell nerd words. <laughs> well, you're the only one with the co-host title. Uh, and we are brought to you by PureDiablo.com. Your home for an expansive wiki, an ever-growing community, and of course, this podcast. Uh, and before we get into it, uh, I want to give a shout out to anybody who's uh, been posting up some uh, some commentary over on the Apple Podcasts. Uh, so shout out first, uh, and if I, I apologize if I butcher anyone's screen name, to Pure Invasion uh, over on the Apple Podcast Canada. So like uh, apparently, the comments. Uh, are split by by region, so there's there's a whole Apple Podcast Canada that I, that I never see, but I do get uh, notified when uh, we get some some comments. Um, Pure Vision uh, does does some good gentle feedback, uh, audio issues. Um, guys, uh, one thing I will point out with this podcast, and we're going to dig into a lot of stuff today. We're going to talk about the new season. We're going to talk about duping. We're going to talk about cow levels, uh, and then BlizzCon. The big thing with this podcast. <clears throat> is um nobody pays us uh so there's there's still hiccups and and i apologize if you've been carrying through some some of our episodes are hit and miss uh but we're not getting paid yet so once that money comes in and uh once once the cash starts rolling we're going to fund it right into here but we're not going to ask for your money um because that's just not how this works so once somebody's like oh man these guys could use X, Y, and Z. It's going right, right into making this better. Uh, so, and and as a counterpoint, we we also will accept money to stop talking, <laughs> or at least I would. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I I would do that too. I would also do that. Um. And then shout out to and this one, I will just say letters because it's F J D J. D H W B S B D and D and there isn't a vowel in there, so I don't know how I'm supposed to say that. I need vowels, but they gave a nice little little shout out on that. Uh, ask it for some PVP coverage, and uh, I think we could do that at some point. Uh, Nightfall uh, with a one star review, but still a review, and I appreciate those too. Bad audio quality. Um, and then uh, Brennan Redbar over on Apple Podcasts in Canada with five-star review. Good podcasts, great takes. So, you know, thank you to anybody who is, one, taking the time to listen, um, taking the time to give us a little bit of feedback because, you know, we do want to get, get better. Uh, but, you know, hey, thanks for listening, ultimately. And we'll, uh, we're will we going to keep pumping them out until you pay us not to. Until you pay us got to uh just saying okay. it's an option on the table it really is uh we really need to consider that 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 is a great way so we didn't do a podcast last week um we we had the most recent uh fireside chat and then it was so close to release and schedules just didn't line up uh, but now that season two has gone live, there's no point in even talking about it. 
because we want to talk about season two. So let's jump into the biggest news. And it's comical in some ways. Diablo 4 trading has been disabled again. And again. It is October 23rd. Trading disabled again due to another duping exploit that was found. Um, any surprise there, Nimble? Well, I mean, it's like one of those ones where I think that there was a Reddit comment that was just like, you know, um, is anybody really surprised? You know, this is something that's like older than Diablo itself, you know, so uh, I I don't know how they handle things like on uh, a Path of Exile, you know, but uh, it definitely is uh, a, a bane. It always has been a bane of like the, the Diablo community as far back as we can remember, you know. Diablo one and all sorts of other things that you can do, just you know, taking advantage of uh, things in the netcode. So, uh, I I mostly end up playing like solo. Trading isn't something that really matters to me, you know, quite so much. You know, so I'm not I'm not affected by this. I I hope that they do, you know, implement the fix and um, get it back on. You know, especially because now is a, a great time you can trade you know, the uh, materials to summon the new bosses and such. So there is giving, there is giving some, you know, um, opportunity there uh, to uh, create some sort of like little uh, trade or economy or anything like that. Cause it could even just be like, Hey, you know, I have a femur who has a head, you know, like just to go through and, you know, uh, benefit everybody. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I would be surprised um, you know, if there, if there is maybe not like say like every patch or every season, but I, I would be surprised, you know, if we go years without some sort of like duping bug, you know, being implemented that they have to like shut down trading or something, um, in order to go through and patch in a fix real quick. It is a tale as old as time, duping and Diablo. Uh, they do go hand in hand. Um, I'm not affected. And I think uh, you kind of alluded to it as well. I'm not affected by trading being disabled right now because I, I, I've never traded anything in Diablo 4. Um, but those of you guys out there in the community who are relying on this and do enjoy that capability, it is a bummer. I mean, it's a bummer when uh, you have part or a functionality, uh, a functional part of the game that is taken away from you. So... Uh, here's to hoping they fix it, but it is comical to kind of bring up because we did see this in season one as well. Um, uh, hopefully it's just not a reoccurring thing. Uh, there are those who might want to bring up that maybe this is a PTR kind of thing, that if we had a PTR, we might catch this. Um, I'm still going to advocate for a PTR all the time, but you know, hey, whatever. It's cool. It'll be fixed. We're going to live our lives. And honestly, I'm having so much fun in this season that I'm not faced. Uh, we're going to get to that, though, uh, because in tandem with trading going down, there might be a cow level. Uh, yes. So it's been it, it's been data mined, the theories and, and how to go about finding a cow level. Uh, it is so synonymous with Diablo. And to have Diablo 4 launch without it, people are searching, scrounging, trying to find every 
bit and piece of information that they can on how to do this. And it seems like we're almost there. Um, Getting closer, at least. Yeah, so the new new patch brings it in. And we've now found a way to kill 666 cows to find ourselves a dusty stamina potion to get some keys. Uh, almost. Almost. Yeah. So it was, uh, uh, what is it? So there is the Skosglen Highlands, uh, which if you look at the map and zoom in on that particular area is in the shape of a cow's head with, um, the, uh, wild Highlands is apparently also a breed of cow. I did not know that. Um, but just another I'm connection there. And I had no idea. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, but you for killing 666 cows will drop one item. Uh, and so there's three, there's the, uh, bloody wooden shard, which of course is a shard of Wurt's leg. You have the intricate, uh, metallic fragment with, uh, a, uh, little reference to a Roderick cube. And then finally a musty tome, which is the, the tome of town portals. Um, and then the three of those can then be taken to the oxen statues in uh, Kedbardu, uh, which when you interact with it with those three artifacts in hand, uh, will give you the strange key, which then will unlock the uh, forlorn hovel, which is a cellar uh, in the, the highlands, which is a cellar full of cows. And if you kill all of the cows, they will drop a um, like basically a dried up stamina potion. That's where we and, are right now. Yeah, and uh, so apparently um, it is that the items itself, uh, in order to go through and farm and to get those pieces, that you have to kill the 666 cows, and it will drop one. Uh, and then there's a one week lockout. So you you can't get the next piece for another week. You have to you have to wait um, seven days uh, in order to go through and get the the next one. But they're they're tradable, you know. So I believe that's what people have been going through and doing is that once this was discovered, a bunch of people are just going through killing and you know trading the items uh, to get all three on one person to activate it. Um, and right now, uh, once you kill the last cow in the Forlorn Hovel, it drops a stamina potion, and uh, it makes reference to it's all dried up. Um, it says recommend not consuming this, but if you consume it, it gives you just a five-minute unknown buff. Um, and that's where the trail ends so far, because no one knows what to do with it. This, uh, it just it remind. Go ahead. Oh, there there is an entire Discord devoted to this mystery. Um, and and good on them for digging into it and, and getting us this far. I'm really curious where where the next step is. And uh, I, I would expect either we're hitting a dead end right now because it's not put in, or they're going to figure it out in the next 48 hours. Yeah. It, it's interesting because if it's anything like what World of Warcraft has done with some of its like secrets that it's done in the past, um, that they... With the the WoW team that they had found a way to encrypt the um, strings that were involved with the quests and such, and that they would unencrypt in real time. 
And so it prevented people from being able to just go through and data mine the answers or where the NPCs were and things like that. And so it wasn't until it was like unlocked on a server uh, that the next step would become unencrypted. I, I don't know for sure if there was like a, a timetable involved for that, you know, until it like gets like patched in and updated for like all the client side stuff. So that way you can actually interact and do the next step. But um, I remember like one of the last ones that I did was like the hive mind mount because that one required an entire party. And it was literally like you had to go to the zone and talk to this person and he gives you a buff that only lasts for like five minutes. And then you can't fly. You have to swim through the zone over to this other section or whatever. It literally is like four minutes away. Kill this one mob in order to get an item that gives you another buff to then go to the other side of the zone to kill that to get another buff. And you're like running all over the place. But it was like very, very specific timed things that you had to trigger in order. Uh, And if you if you failed any of it, you had to start all over. And, you know, there is a lot of. Sorry, Um, there's just a lot of. uh, um, like intricate steps were involved and just the fact that someone literally had to go through and find this stuff, you know, without just like data mining it, they're like having to do it in the game, talking to all the various random NPCs, finding various random, you know, people that you could interact with, with what what is the purpose of this item, like this little junk item, and then figuring out that it has some connection to something that was like in the game file. Because they're, they're like some of the WoW secrets like took a year or more to unlock. Selfishly, I do not want the cow level to be something that we can only do <laughs> once a week. Um, that would be, that's too long. I, I would like it to, uh, I, I would like to do it every five minutes, ideally. I think that yeah. is the, the right amount of time between cow levels. Five, ten minutes. So, yeah. The that, the that's all you do for twenty years. Yeah, the, the one thing is, is I I haven't looked into it like completely, because uh, I don't know like if the strange key is consumed when you go into the uh, the cellar. Like, do you have to farm up all three pieces every time to get another key to get another potion? How often do you can you farm the 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 potion in there? I'm uh I'm not sure. So. Well, I'm sure if anybody knows, they're going to sound off in the comments uh, because we need this. We need this information. Um, okay, so we got cool stuff. Uh, well, trading being disabled isn't cool, but a cow level is cool. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into Season of Blood or perhaps right. the Season of Redemption. Um, they're they're. There is one more thing before we get into that that I think you missed. Okay. Throw it at me. Uh, uh, Yoshi P, the executive producer for Final Fantasy XIV, wants to do a collaboration with Diablo. Yeah. Um, I did read that uh, earlier uh, today. I'm. Is that is that a passing comment? Is that a, hey, that would be really kind of cool? Or is it, is that a comment with legs? Is that a comment that, he be potentially uh, a future game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think it would, if anything, it would be kind of like because see, in Final Fantasy XIV, they've done a bunch of crossover events with like Capcom and other companies where you can fight like 
you know, there'd be a Final Fantasy boss and Monster Hunter, and then like in Final Fantasy fourteen, you'd you'd fight, you know, um, like a Rathalos or something like that would actually like be in the, you know, something from Monster Hunter, but then physically be in Final Fantasy fourteen that you could go through uh, and fight. So they they've done crossover events with other IPs before. It's not not out of their wheelhouse, you know. So. You know, I guess I guess that was one of those ones. That is, I, it probably is more up to Blizzard than it is uh, on the other side because Square mm-hmm. Enix has been willing to play ball with other distributors. Yeah, but how much does the Xbox acquisition get in the way of that then? I mean, Square games are on. You can play Final Fantasy 14 on Xbox. Can you play Final Fantasy 16 on Xbox? I have no idea. No. Uh, PlayStation exclusive um, doesn't mean that it's an impossibility, but I don't know. I'm not going to turn it down. I think that would be awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is it, it's it is downstairs right now. I could play it. I've been too bogged down with everything else to start me for good things. Uh, looking forward to digging in sometime next. And. Uh- and to correct myself, I thought it was out already. I don't actually play Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, it's it's coming into open beta with the full release of Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox uh, next year. There you go. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, either way, that's that is exciting. Um, who knows where it goes? Okay. Season of Blood. Uh, how did your season start? Uh, with and a then we'll, whimper. Then we'll dig into the nitty gritty. How did your season start? Yeah. Uh, my season started with me playing for like an hour and then passing out because they released it on a Tuesday. Um, but uh, it was also just uh, it. Last week was probably one of the worst weeks that they absolutely could have done. Uh, I say that this week would probably actually be even worse for them to have released it. Um, it's just it was an extremely busy week for me, um, all things considered. So um, I really. Uh, I really only got to play it like uh, Friday and Sunday were like the, the the only big days I had a chance to actually like hunker down and uh, sink my teeth into the game. Maybe uh, like the Tuesday, Tuesday, you know, going into Friday, I think I maybe played like four hours. So uh, this is this is definitely one of my biggest pieces of feedback. I absolutely love all the season, the mechanics and stuff like that. But can we can we not release on a Tuesday, please? Yeah, I will. I agree. The Tuesday release did not feel great. Um, I I do like even a Thursday, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's yeah. Fine. Um, but the 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 Tuesday I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I a little bit like you. It was a rough week for me. It was uh, parent teacher conferences last week, so it was twelve hour work days. And then you're, you're kind of burned out. And then uh, I foolishly, on Tuesday night, signed up to uh, cast the Race for World first uh, with the fellows over at Diablo Builds. Uh, one absolutely phenomenal experience being able to go in and just chat about Diablo uh, and uh, to, to watch a bunch of people play at an extremely high level. And by the time I came in, players are already um in the 70s so it had been 10 hours since the season started and the season was delayed right we had a a couple Mm -hmm. hour delay in there 
Um, and good on Blizzard for for putting that delay out. I know it it, it sucked at the time, but for them to say, look, <laughs> it's not going to work. We don't want you to deal with a bunch of frustrations. Give us a few more hours, and then we'll be good to go. Um, that that's great by me. So it was ten hours already. Uh, I foolishly signed up to be on until three in the morning here. Ouch. Because I couldn't properly convert the military time that was on the sign-up sheet and uh, the fact that the military time was also in Pacific. So I was there were too many mental gymnastics for me to to go through there. So I was on for a, on for a little while. I, I did a five-hour shift. Uh, and by the end of that five hours, uh, we saw them closing in on 90. So when I woke up, four hours later uh, they had already hit 100 so we had 100 hit on both softcore and hardcore in in under 24 hours which was absolutely insane it goes back to what we had seen in that first fireside chat about you know joe joe shelley had mentioned that the 1 to 100 was going to be extremely truncated you know 40 percent faster but to um to see it go that quickly was insane. Shout out to Oogie Boogie, who did it for the second season in a row in hardcore. Um, after losing his duo partner in the 80s, you know, it was around level 80 where he, he lost his partner. And I, I thought maybe somebody would catch up, but they didn't. Um, but absolutely insane times for this run. In fact, I was scheduled to go again the next night around the same time, because again, I'm an idiot. And I was very happy and exhausted that uh, I didn't have to go for round two because there was very little of me left. Uh, I'm still kind of recovering from it. You can probably hear my voice has started to trail uh, a combination of talking all night, plus then all day, and then another all day experience. Uh, my voice is just slowly starting to come back, but absolutely insane. And I was so excited to dig in even though I was exhausted the next day, I was absolutely knackered, but I still dove in for about three hours the following night because I wanted to play. So I got to ask, what class did you play? Oh, this will be a shock to everyone, but I decided to play a necromancer. There is a shock. Um, I put it out there on Twitter. And I'm not going to call it X. I don't care what you name it, Elon. It's always going to be Twitter. I'll put it out there on Twitter. Um, I, yeah, I mean, every single news publication out there still will put like X, formerly known as known Twitter, as. Or, or Twitter, now known as X, but that it never is escaping Twitter. Um, it just, you can't. I put it out there that I was going to roll a Necromancer first after watching um, Macro and, and seeing what was up. I got to level five and I thought I got I got how many more you know what? I'm gonna go what's what's a druid like these days? And immediately went back to Druid because that's where I felt home. I had to learn something. We got you for twenty things. minutes. Exactly. Yeah. I, to, I was like, ah, what this doesn't feel right. I will go back. And we'll talk about that as we talk about this season. I'm definitely going to go back. Um so currently I am uh, level 62 hardcore uh, druid right now, uh, and I am absolutely loving it. 
the mm-hmm. feel of this season is like night and day to season one. By at this point in season one, I was like kind of done. And I think we had talked about it on the podcast where it's just like we had rehashed the same things. Nothing felt as good. There wasn't as much of a push to to kind of keep playing. And I, I really don't have that. I have my criticisms of this season. And I, it's more of the game as a whole. But this season just feels good. And, and am I wrong, Nightball? Oh, no. Yeah, just like being able to like pop into a dungeon to get a... Um... Uh, I'm only like 54, but like, you know, like even just being in the 40s, popping into a dungeon to get a um, a Codex of Power like unlock and then also, um, you know, like getting like almost a, an entire level out of it. Whereas before you'd just be kind of like still like grinding and grinding and grinding, um, like not um, uh, not like going through focusing on getting like uh, potions or not potions, but elixirs and such and like not noticing not having the 5% experience boost, you know, and also feeling not as compelled to have to have it up all of the time just because of how much of a drag leveling was uh, prior to that. Um, it, it really, like, feels like that it's making a difference, you know, even just doing a world boss, like, for the experience, you know, at, at these levels feels good. It, um, yeah, the, the whole process feels a, a, a hell of a lot better. Not... Um, being like absolutely flooded with gear uh, in World Tier Three, you know, um, now that you only see the sacred pieces drop, and everything else, you know, just becomes the crafting materials. So much better, you know. I'm not like, oh, oh crap! I accidentally picked up a non-sacred piece. Like, let me go through and like drop it or salvage it or whatever. Now it, you know, just being able to focus on the things that you're looking for uh, while they they drop on the ground. Um, a great improvement and then the um the uh, what is it the the vampiric hunting grounds or uh, you know whatever they're called the, those zones are amazing you know uh that you can just run out of packs let me just go farm let me just go farm some vampires for like 30 minutes and gain like a level and a half i i think i did one through 50 entirely in those zones i i I felt no re- no pull to do anything else. I didn't even do like the main quest line outside of unlocking vampiric powers until much later. I was just having so much fun. Like the combination of having the whispers plus the season mechanic so mm-hmm. that I'm getting whisper experience and gear from that. I'm getting gear from the drops already and then I'm improving my vampiric powers. And then I could use all those uh, little blood vials to create like a super summon and do a bunch of fighting then and get a bunch of gear from all those guys. Like everything about the zone just works. Yeah. And then the second it's over, there's another one happening. Another one. Yeah. It is. You don't have to wait. Uh, You can judge like, oh, it's only got five minutes left. Oh, crap. I guess I'll sit in town and look at a couple of things and then I'll go join the next one. Like it has really drawn as a, a nice comparison. And one of the bigger complaints now is how Helltides are, are managed. And that since there are bigger gaps between Helltide and you need Helltides to farm for materials for uh, one of the new bosses, 
they don't feel as good. Whereas Helltide was one of my favorite parts prior. By comparison and ease of access, this is significantly better. Yeah. Well, there was one thing. This this isn't my own opinion, though. It uh, I, uh, I I'm definitely uh, subscribing to this one. There was there was a comment that I had seen that I talked about it that um, hell tides are required to be inferior. Um, you know, because the hell tide can't be better than the seasonal mechanic. It can't. Um, you know, so if a hell tide was brought up to what this season mechanic is, the season zone is doing, well, then the next season has to be even better than that. Uh, which means that then, you know, no matter how good it is, if the hell tides are worse, people will make that comparison. And so uh, hell tides will just always have to be the baseline and because the season mechanics will always have to be superior because you, there's a reason, you know, getting, you know, materials, living metal, you know, for the, the boss getting, um, you know, the, your initial investment of forgotten souls and fiend roses and all the type of stuff, uh, for, you know, enchanting and other things. Um, uh, you you always have like you kind of have to go through and do that and uh and then all the rest of your time can be spent on the whatever the seasonal mechanic or the seasonal zone or anything like that is going to be now if there's ever a season that doesn't have like one of these things like season 1 didn't have a malignant zone or you know or anything um then you could probably try and fit something in for that season to like buff the hell tide but the the hell tide does always kind of have to be like uh, a, a base level and it actually giving you time to farm. Cause if you, if, if the hell tide was like always up, you're like, well, should I, should I farm the vampires because it's better experience, but I really need some forgotten souls. Should I go and do the hell tide? You know, what, what should I do? Whereas the hell tide being a limited event, you, you see it and be like, I know that it's not as, as like good experience or items and stuff like that, but I need to get some forgotten souls. So I'm just going to go through and do that. I'm going to unlock like a mystery chest or two and, and then I'll be done. And then I'll go back to the vampires, which will always be there. You know, it gives, it gives, it kind of gives you like that, that targeted far, it forces you into the targeted farming because of the, the limited time frame. I think that's, that's fair. Um, you know, I can get that perspective. It's just really hard during the season to, to see that, I guess. Yeah. Because uh, you're just enjoying the vampire zones, and then you're just like, oh, Helltide's not up for another hour. I guess I'll do something else. And uh, to its credit, there's plenty of something else to do, unless you really need those materials from Helltide. Um, yeah. Then you're stuck. And I would imagine there's got to be a way to kind of alleviate those choke points. Unfortunately, it's not trading at the moment, but, you know, something else then. Something else to alleviate that so that you have a different route uh, to get that, you know, living steel or whatever else it might be. It doesn't mean that they still can't do some improvements to, to hell tides, you right. know, uh, but they, they can't make it like as good as what the vampire zones are right now. Yeah. I, I will say it is it is nice to return to the overworld. 
uh, instead of just being stuck in nightmare dungeons, like to actually be mm -hmm. out in the world, jumping around uh, in tandem with that, you know, we're, and I think we're going to kind of bounce a bit here tonight, but the horse, oh my God, the horse, it feels so good. It is so much better. It is everything I wanted the mount to be when we first saw it instead of the janky kind of horsey that we got this time around um it just feels natural i can pop off mm -hmm. it and then pop right back on uh which was yeah. always like i i felt like i made that mistake yeah. 10 times a session where i would pop off and be like oh crap i wanted to get back on and i can't have to wait none of that it is so much nicer you could also pop onto the horse and then like use your attack you know, because, like, I, prior to the season, I, I couldn't even remember what the actual the dismount attack was, because it was, like, you know, in a helltide. I'm just going to run from one event to the next, you know, um, and that wouldn't be enough time for the attack to come off of cooldown from mounting. You know, now I actually can use the bone spears, like the bone spear wall thing, in order to go through and, you know, pop off and such doesn't do anything but it's cool it's neat it's something it stuns things it's it's nice to have more options really yeah. um yeah and it, it has felt so much better that small quality of life really adding up uh, to make diablo a, a good game um i think it's unfortunate that this is what we see in season two as if, like this would have been so much better for season one for anybody who might have dropped the game along the way because uh if you're looking for optimism around the game it, it feels a lot better uh like the game itself feels good but like the the general sentiment of the community feels even better um, oh yeah like diablo reddit's not super toxic right now i mean and granted it easily can be we're still early it's it's a week into the season but man do i feel a lot better about where the game is going for sure so in tandem with our fancy pony and our new vampire zones have you gotten a chance to do any target farming uh, I have not. I uh, I killed uh, Vasharan once, which of course isn't anything new because we had him last season. Um, but uh, I've I I have enough living metal in order to summon the uh, new boss, but I'm just holding off till I get to world tier four um, uh, before I start like uh, throwing those materials at uh, summoning things. Um, so, I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't started any of that yet. So, I'm hanging out in World, world uh, Tier 3 right now, because, you know, 62, playing hardcore, I'm going to play it safe. But I've been playing a Pulverized Druid predominantly since, you know, uh, day one. Mm -hmm. And, and Varshan's got the Great Staff of the Throne. And that would allow me to play a werewolf. A werewolf who hits things with a shred, uh, or I should say a claw, and uh, and his other basic attack. 
And I wanted that. I wanted that bad. And I'm proud to say I'm the owner of three of them right now. <laughs> because I was able to go in, do that fight relatively quickly. I was already getting rewarded for the body parts from hanging out in the, the vampire zones. And then I was able to change my build because of something that I did in-game. I didn't have to rely completely on RNG that I might get this. Uh, it being World Tier 3, it's always iffy to see if that would even happen anyway. Um, I played... I play, Obviously, we do a Diablo podcast. I played a lot of Diablo. I've never found this staff before. So to be able to to now have three of them so when this character dies, I've already got a backup, and and to to play uh, a play style that I wasn't able to get going before, and to do it early. You know, obviously when I get to World Tier Four, I'm going to want the ancestral version of it, but I was able to go in and get a version to get that build up and going now, instead of twenty twenty levels later. That's yep. so nice. It is so much better to not be gated by like world tier three being essentially just like all right i need to grind out 20 levels uh so yeah then, then my build can come online no you've got access now uh tempest roar um and dolman stone for druid are stuck on durial and that is world tier four so that's fine but i still have options uh and surprise druid is still awesome and it, it is great but uh, it's awesome -er. Right. Yeah. But, but I, I'm playing a Blood Necro right now, and the overpower changes are significant. Right. Uh, it's just, I wanted to do something different, and it's, it's been so much more fun to do that, right? To, to have the option, and then, hey, if I want to make that work, I know what I need to do. I'm going to go grind this gear. And it's made me so much more optimistic for uh, World Tier 4. Because then I can go and do that, which in tandem goes to my next point. It the the game now feels way more alt friendly than what it had been in the past. Um, the thought of having to go and grind out gear for a new class uh, and hope that RNG blesses you uh, to make that build work with a limited time frame was daunting. Whereas I've already like mentally lined up like three or four other builds I want to try on different classes. Like watching the uh, lightning ball sorcerer just wreck things left and right. Uh, that looks pretty cool. And also I can make that happen. Um, maybe I'll try a barbarian, right? Uh, maybe maybe I will make my way to a necro. I've already got the character. He's level five. Right like there, there right? you know, save you. Saves you 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so he's ready to rock. But knowing that, you know, it's not going to be strictly based on blind luck. I have the materials. I can go grind up those other pieces of gear to, to really make things click is, is nice. It is so much nicer. Um, and yeah, I I have absolutely loved it, and I'm looking forward to hearing when you when you're able to grind out your pieces that you're waiting for. Which is you know one of those ones where it's just um, it, it brings up an interesting point of being able to target farm, especially for like a, a druid, 
um, where there are certain play styles that you literally cannot do uh, without a unique. And like my experience with the Necromancer last season, where I was playing a minion Necromancer, and the damage would drop off just like so quickly that I wasn't finding the um, Mendelin Ring. I wasn't finding a Death Speaker Pendant. So I wasn't finding any of those things to actually make like the build come online in World Tier 4. Uh, and so it was beginning to be a struggle until, you know, I ended up finding, you know, both of them. And then like that last little push at the end of the season uh, was super easy. Um, uh, you know, with the, like, say with the, the, um, the Blood Necromancer, there's no like real, like build defining unique, you know, for that play style, just kind of like with the minion Necromancer is just like, it, it changes the play style like a lot, but it just makes you better. Um, that when you have things like that for the the druid or any other classes that might have that where you can only play this build if you have this unique um that has to have the option to be able to target farm it to get it online because that's one of the things that affected diablo 3 when they got rid of trading um you know with loot 2.0 uh and they put everything into the sets so the only way to play any of the viable builds was to have that set meaning legendaries and set pieces and all those other things literally had to drop like candy. And, you know, it was one of the things that they pushed for with Hadrig's gift to give you a set at the beginning. Um, I would like to see more focus on having some of those kind of like build defining abilities on legendary aspects so that they're easier to acquire uh, and also, you know, have maybe some potential for trading them or adding them into like the, the seasonal journey or something like that. Uh, just so you can get builds online faster and then make the uniques uh, in other aspects and such um, just make the build better. Is that, you know, that, that was, you know, the case, it wasn't the case for everything like in Diablo two, it was the case for the majority of things in Diablo two, you know, I, you didn't... I think you're you're getting into what would then be my biggest criticism of Diablo 4 that remains is itemization, right? Yeah. It seems like all the pieces are now in place. Like the game feels really good. I have different options to to go and play that don't feel like it has to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's just itemization if that could be reworked and that is that is not a a season three thing um that's a season six thing maybe but if i have all these cool tools and then the reward for for utilizing them is better gear that actually does something that's going to feel good and i think what you're getting at is that the the push away from like let's put power on to aspects let's put power onto the skill tree and let's have items make that better not define uh, i i guess in a a certain sense it isn't isn't so much that um it's just because like right now a lot of the a lot of that like item power is pushed on to having a like a unique and they they fix part of the problem of I just I cannot play a Tempest Roar build because a Tempest Roar hasn't dropped for me and I'm level 94. When is it gonna When is it gonna drop? Um, that to make those powers more accessible and to make it more accessible is to remove it from uniques and put it onto legendary aspects. 
and even so much use the Codex of Power system and make some of those build defining effects. Because like imagine if like the ability um, to uh, you know make you know the Tempest Roar, which turns storm skills into werewolf skills. Imagine if that was an aspect that you could unlock in a Codex of Power by doing a dungeon. And so that way that build could be online level five. You're good to go. You know, and that way you can just play you know, like a Tempest Roar werewolf the entire time. The the we we are we do have a good you know um, kind of like uh, measure in place now where you can target farm it. As you mentioned though, it is locked to World Tier Four. It's locked to Duriel, um, which isn't isn't like an incredibly terribly difficult fight. Um, you know from from what I've been told. Uh, but it is something that especially like if you're like for you playing hardcore, you're probably not even going to attempt him to like you know eighty plus um, to to give it a shot. Um, and you, you know, it's not guaranteed to drop like your first run. You know, you probably have to do it a couple of times in order to go through and get it, but it's still, you know, that there's a reasonable expectation that I can have a Tempest Roar build online at level 80 and you know, that that's fine. I just feel as if for like the itemization that like, if I want to play a, a minion necromancer or a summoner build, uh, you know, I shouldn't have to wait on an RNG to get a, a ring to drop in order to play it. I should just be able to play it. And then that ring makes the build better, which I think that they probably have fixed a little bit. They significantly buffed minion scaling. Uh, you know, I'm playing a Blood Necromancer this season, uh, so I'll get there eventually. But, you know, maybe some of those changes will have gone through and helped. But I would like to see um, some, like, the, the build-defining abilities put on the legendary aspects and the uniques. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it goes back to, like, what the goal of the aspect system was of, like, hey... You want to find a really good rare item and then add the power that you want to it. I think the problem is really, it's just there aren't really good rares. It's, there are some. I, I just yeah. think like items themselves need a pass. They, they need a little bit more I, to them. Have, have you been watching uh, Carbot Animation's Diablo 4 series of videos? Uh, it's came up a few times. I've seen like some of the like the the ones from back in the day, but I have not seen the most yeah. recent. The Diablo Four ones are are pretty on the nose. Uh, one of the most recent ones was a barbarian going through like killing a whole bunch of stuff, uh, taking shoving all of the gear into his mouth, coming to town, regurgitating it all on the floor, sitting down, putting on his glasses and the reading light, and then looking at the you know, paragraph long stat blocks on all of the items to go through and compare them and having to like really go through and see which one of these two items are actually like better. Um, and uh, I, I think a lot of that comes down to, there's just too many damage bonuses, like especially now with like the streamlining of the damage buckets and such where like it legitimately does not matter, you know, Crit damage is equal to vulnerable damage is equal to damage to cold, the damage to stunned, and you know, uh, bone skill damage. So you just take whatever numbers add up to be the highest, uh, as long as you can effectively apply like vulnerable, uh, you know, and, and things like that. And so I think that there definitely needs to be a pass, and that long list of like damage bonuses could probably be like shrunken down. And I'm going to say this. This is a point that on my old show, The Westmark Workshop, I harped on for probably damn near a decade. Uh, elemental ele plus elemental damage 
is garbage and just needs to go away. You know, it's like it's just plus damage, but only uses one element. It's it's build, uh, you know, restricting more than build, uh, defining. You know, because it's like it really your your numbers go up. Equip this piece, um, and that there's just there's more interesting things that could be done. You know, you don't need plus shadow damage, plus darkness damage. You know, plus damage over time. You know, you can just you know just keep like plus shadow or just keep plus damage over time. You know, get get rid of all the other little ones. Right. Plus you know, it, it just, just to injured plus damage yeah. to crowd control well, plus damage. I. I I would say plus damage to injured because it's not always online is a much more interesting stat because you can say like plus 10 damage to bone skills and then like plus 30 damage or plus 40 damage to injured. And that becomes an interesting um, uh, like item choice. You know, I think I think because of the restrictions of when that damage bonus goes through and triggers uh, and it's a lot. It's not useful for farm content because you're one-shotting everything. But it might be a lot more interesting for, say, like Uber Lilith. Um, you know, uh, that those are like some considerations that could go through and come in. Uh, because then you can add in. You could have a whole bunch of you know plus injured damage, and then you have a unique that causes injured to trigger at like 50% health. You know. Like little 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 things like that. Um, but yeah, I think um, one of the biggest improvements that they can make to itemization is just readability, and a lot of that could be accomplished by um, just shrinking shrinking choices. You know, uh, get rid of a lot of the fluff, and then you can just you know instead of actually having like this piece of gear is only useful if I have overpower, vulnerable, crit damage, and damage to slowed enemies, to where. I only get like one or two damage choices. And then now I have to look at, you know, dodge chance and resistance, you know, and, um, you know, maybe like some sort of like resource generation, you know, like barrier um, increase or fortified generation, uh, reducing those. Cause that was one of the things like with Diablo two was like, your damage was like, you know, really just plus skill or like attack speed or like crit chance. Um, Cause strength, even though it did technically increase your damage, it didn't do it in any effective way to like be incredibly useful. Uh, and so a lot of your gear choices were, you know, uh, kind of playing, playing Tetris with your strength dex uh, allocations to equip your gear. But then it was like, you know, let me min max like my resistances or I need a certain number of like uh, hit recovery or faster cast rate and such. And so it was, it was you know, creating the, the interplay between the um, kind of like more interesting stats that had nothing to do with like your build's damage, but then still, you know, effectively made your build play better. So doing doing more of that let's get rid of you know 75% of all the okay. damage stats that we have in the game right now and focus yeah. on some of the some of the other stuff yeah um well we fixed it uh no but i i do think it is the the, the missing piece um, i think right now in its current state as we kind of alluded like i i stopped playing you know uh, season one without really hitting a lot of the goals i initially set out for in season one season two doesn't feel like that so even in its current state i plan on 
you know, chugging away through this and trying every class because it is it is very fun to play at the moment. That's that's just the piece that once it, once it is cemented, then we're locked in like this. Then this game is everything that we had kind of hoped for. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like after this patch and you know where we're going, and, and we'll see in a few weeks uh, what the what the roadmap is for Diablo. Um, I feel like they can do it. I feel like because season two, like if we're looking at the timetable, <laughs> I apologize. Here I am just coughing here. Um, but like season two was basically in the works with development, right? We've have two teams. Uh, season of Malignant was the was the first go. Uh, and then season two's theme and all that kind of stuff had been cooked and, and ready to go. Um, obviously, it, it had gone back and they've added a few things with because they got a little bit more time than what the season one team did. Yeah. But season three, that's going to be one that's been cooking for since release. And then season four, I think we got enough time that, like I said, five or six, mm -hmm. maybe we're getting a pass at this, and then we've got a we've got a really solid Diablo game. Yeah, we, I, I want to say that uh, yeah, yeah, we we have a solid Diablo game now. I think season two really showed. Um, and you had mentioned it earlier. You can really see it in the sentiment of the community. The, the season two really went through and showed that um, the developers uh, are are listening to the community concerns. You know, they're going through and they're looking. You know, because the the developers themselves, you know, they they've always been capable. They they've always known what it is that they need to do. You know, for the game, or I should say, how should I phrase it? They they know what they're doing, but they might not know what they need to do. Um, you know, and a lot of that is coming through the the player feedback, and they're they're listening, distilling, you know, the the uh what the the community itself is looking for, and that's what they're going through and doing. Uh, as you mentioned, itemization that's not a season three thing. You know, maybe maybe it's an expansion one thing, maybe it's an expansion two thing. You know, we don't know uh, how much longer down the line it might be, but at least it's going through and showing that they can make the game better, that they can, uh, you know, uh, change things around, you know, that maybe we didn't even know to ask for, but it still answers our question of, like, making, making you know, the, uh, the, the game uh, a, lot, uh, a lot funner to play. Like, it doesn't, leveling doesn't feel like a drag. You know, the, the inclusion of the vampiric zones um, gives you an additional thing to do. You know, you could, you still want to go through and farm nightmare dungeons. You still want to put, you know, some time. Actually, you probably want to put a little bit more time into hell tides now that you can go through and summon the boss. Um, you, you want to, if you, if there's an item that drops off of Zur, you want to do legions events and world bosses. You know, um, I've always had fun with them. I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they've got uh, they, they're, and I think. That is the thing that's resonating most with like the the community, whether they're actually putting it into words or not, is that they really are like addressing the the community's concerns, and it that that is probably like one of the the, the biggest takes. Because I can tell you that's one thing um, over on the World of Warcraft side, 
that there has been ebb and flow about the developers responding properly to player feedback. And like the players are going through and saying that we're, you know, these are some of our concerns with the community and the developers being like, mm, uh, we, we hear you, but we're not going to do anything about it. And, you know, it costing them, you know, Final Fantasy 14 is a lot more popular nowadays, not because of, Final, because of what Final Fantasy 14 had to offer, but because of what World of Warcraft didn't have to offer. And so it got people to, to break subscriptions and try other things. And so it definitely is, uh, it's always important to, you know, listen to what it is that your, your community is telling you um, as far as like the, the 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 issues that they're they're having in the game yeah i mean i i brought it up before you know we are in the the good pendulum side right with diablo mm-hmm. it's always a pendulum that that swings back and forth this is a week after the release of the season people are going through they're farming their stuff they're enjoying you know we, we have the the trading debacle but for the most part people are having fun now two to three weeks from now all that's new will eventually be old mm-hmm. and the complaints are going to swing back a little bit more um that's just the kind of like that's the cycle of every seasonal game uh, you know the path deals with this all the time too that you know a couple weeks down the road people want to complain a little bit more logical but what the developers do with that feedback and do with those complaints is is going to be key, you know, for for future development and and where the game is going. And coincidentally, a couple of weeks from now, we got some big news happening, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're gonna get a BlizzCon. Uh, I'm not going, as is tradition. As uh, is tradition. I want to make it out there someday. Uh, life has a tendency to get in the way. But you're going. So, mm-hmm. Nightball, what is your hope? And then what's your expectation for Diablo at BlizzCon? Uh, I mean, honestly, uh, if we want to take, uh, um, you know, Rod Ferguson's uh, comments to heart, um, as a literal face value of yearly expansions, uh, I would expect that they're going to announce next year's expansion at BlizzCon. You know, um, if that was a, a, like meant to be taken as a literal statement and not we are hoping, you know, for yearly expansions. Uh, like I think ten years ago, what, what, uh, I think it was even still like when Ghostcrawler was on the World of Warcraft team, they said they wanted to push out an expansion every two years, and uh, that didn't happen. Um, you know, until like a couple years ago, I think Shadowlands. Uh, so, um, uh, we'll we'll go through and we'll see. You know, so if they are going to hit an expansion next year, I think it will be an, uh, announced at uh, at BlizzCon because it'd be the perfect time to do it. I'm sure we will also see season three uh, unveiled. Um, and I would think that regardless whether we get an expansion or not, I think that we will get an announcement of the next class. Uh, at BlizzCon, one way or the other, um, you know, uh, uh, and that's, that's kind of my my expectations. I I feel like that's fair and measured. Um, and it seems pretty logical, too. Uh, 
one thing I always hate is whenever you know about the next new thing while you're mm-hmm. still playing the old thing. Um, like, nothing takes me out of a season faster than finding out what the next season's going to have. Or it's like, oh, that would be awesome if I had that right now. Um, and I get why we heard about season two so early, because season one was uh, not so hot. But if we didn't find season three, I didn't find out season three right away, and they just did the expansion and new class reveal, I would be totally okay with that. I would love to just be like, uh, we'll talk about season three soon. It's going to be awesome. But it's also their marquee event. So being able yeah. to show more things. Um, out of all the other games that Blizzard has right now, obviously Diablo 4 is the most recent. We got expansions uh, that would make logical sense. Is there any other thing that they could announce off the top of your head for any other game? Uh, Hearthstone does like four expansions a year, so that, that that's like a, a shoe in there. Um, Heroes of the Storm got a patch today, like a big one too. <laughs> like uh, that that would that would you know bring that would bring some warmth to my heart for sure to go through and see uh, uh, even a mini revival of being like it's not like back, but we'll do like one hero a year. I'll take it. I'd be happy with that, you know. Um, and please make it ethereal, because uh, I just need to complete the Angiris Council. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's that's all. That's all I ask, please. Um, you know. Um, beyond that, I actually like legitimately can't remember when Dragonflight came out, so I don't know if it's early enough for them to do <laughs> a new expansion announcement or not. I, I really, I don't, I don't know. Um and Overwatch. Yeah, I forgot. Overwatch is the thing. Um so yeah, I'm sure there'll be like a season announcement and a new hero for Overwatch because that's just kinda like its thing now, right? Um yeah. I, I am wondering though, um, if they're gonna go through and showcase Diablo Immortal. Like I feel as if Diablo Immortal deserves like the placement there. The game has come a very, very far away. Um uh and but it's just there's obviously there's a lot of um uh history i'll say between uh diablo immortal and uh blizzcons so you know we'll we'll see how they uh how they decide to go through and um handle that one maybe that's a uh, separate side stage kind of thing yeah not a main stager yeah uh there's also i guess uh wow classic they, you know, they they're wrapping up uh, Wrath of the Lich King now uh, with um, Ice Crown, uh, which would mean Cataclysm is next. There's been a lot of talks and discussion that they'll do a WoW Classic Plus, and so they will keep kind of like the old school talent trees and game systems that went through and changed. Um, uh, going into I I think it was it was either Cataclysm or uh, Mr. Pandaria uh, that they changed how talents work and such and they changed a lot of like some of the back end stuff in the game. Uh, if they just like well what would happen if we went a different way? What would happen if we never did Cataclysm and instead did something else? You know and so there's been some talk about that. But then there there was talk about that type of stuff from when WoW Classic was originally announced many years ago. 
Um, so that, that could very well just be rumors. Um, and uh, the um, survival game. Uh, you know, that kind of like pseudo-fantasy... Uh, I, I honestly... What was it? There's like two pieces of concept art, and that's about it. Like it looked almost kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn because it's yeah. like all in wilderness, but it had like some like robotics or something like that. I I want to say, or I'm just having a fever dream, misremembering yeah. things. No, uh, I, I recall something like that. I I yeah. still feel like that's so early. I mean, maybe it's a surprise, and they're like, hey, we got a new game, but. Uh yeah that that seems uh, what about um wasn't there another Warcraft it was like Rumble or something like that oh yeah yeah the uh, the the ArcLight Rumble or what War Warcraft Rumble I believe it right. literally launches at BlizzCon oh well there we go yeah um so I mean the point of that obviously is to just kind of think like in the absence of everything else like the major announcement coming from BlizzCon. A Diablo expansion seems logical. Um, yeah. Like, hey, we got some new stuff cooking. We still got a lot of hype around um, the work that they put in uh, in June and, and the months preceding it. Let's build off that and let's not and let's not let's not lose interest. And in what's going to get people coming back to Diablo Four that might have dropped it? the one class that everybody's been clamoring for um it's got to be some form of a paladin right yeah and that will draw people right on back and then hey we've had a couple seasons to get this thing going and it's it's a lot better than what you remember mhm that seems logical to me i would like to see it uh, and I look yeah. forward to obviously watching and, you know, I, I expect a lot of discord messages uh, as, you, as uh, this whole thing's going down. Yeah. Cause I want to say it, it rounds out the last two like major archetypes that aren't in the game, sword and board and holy warrior or yeah. just holy class in general. Yeah, no, that would be, it would be nice. I'm I'm reminded of a lot of the uh, BlizzCon announcements uh, preceding Diablo three. You know, like hey, it's it's a demon hunter, it's a monk. Um, but this time there's an actual game where you get to go play it instead of just keep waiting for it to come out eventually. Mm -hmm. That would be nice. I would like that. Um, oh. As we're as we're winding down here, the one thing we forgot at the top end is uh, Blizzard is encouraging people to donate blood in this season of blood. And it's funny. So this this is actually something that impacts me in real life. That this promotion has now made me uh, come to the understanding um, that. Uh, so I was born in the UK in the 80s. Therefore, to the American government, I have mad cow disease and therefore have never been able to donate blood in the United States. But someone has let me know that apparently last year they changed the law and I no longer have mad cow disease. Um, so I can I can once again actually donate blood in the US. Um, 
No, I remember there was one other thing that disqualified me, and that was because I had had a, uh, you know, I don't, but I don't remember, like, there were, there was a time period because I had lived in Europe and I had consumed, like, dairy products that I couldn't give blood, but that one, that one was, like, a temporary restriction, like, I don't, but I don't remember whether it was, like, within five years or within, like, something along those lines. I'm pretty sure that I, I don't have to worry about those disqualifications anymore either. Um, so, you know, but, uh, yeah, after it, I got, uh, I, I am on the list that I cannot donate blood. Um, there's a false positive in my blood, uh, which uh, it, a false positive for for HIV, which is great news to get. Uh, absolute great news. Uh, I, I got <laughs> I got the packet from the Red Cross a week after I got married, um, and it doesn't come out and tell you that right away. Uh, <laughs> They don't. They don't lead with a false positive. Uh, positive, yeah. Things. Like they. They don't lead into that. Uh, you get. You get a packet that's like this thick. Uh, but I'm. I am banned from giving blood uh, for life because of that. Um, so I can't help you guys out. But uh, it's ironic. My wife works in the blood industry. Uh, Six hundred and sixty-six pints of blood. Um, it's actually not a lot when you when you look at it from the entire U.S. Uh, yeah. The second that that is hit, uh, there's a bunch of cosmetics that everybody gets, and then everybody gets to enter in for a pretty sweet looking PC uh, that actually has human blood in it. So that's that's an interesting thing. Uh, I sent it to my wife after I saw the announcement. She's like, "Oh, that sounds really cool," except for the PC thing um, because. Like, you know, why? But uh, if you can uh, get out there and, and donate uh, blood, any blood center, it's not it's not particular. It does not have to be, um, you know, some of the major ones that are across the country. Uh, it can be your local one. Um, it can be, you know, wherever you can get to. Just uh, get there, get that proof, and then upload it. And, uh, I mean, we all get some fancy stuff. But then, uh, more importantly, uh, you're helping save a life uh, because that's that's the bigger goal. That blood goes somewhere. It goes to somebody who needs it. Um, and I said, my, with my wife working in the blood industry, I'm going to go into too much of a, a tangent. This isn't a blood podcast. Uh, this is a Diablo podcast, uh, but it is uh, a or a season of blood. blood. Yeah, season of blood. It is a, a super good cause. Uh, so go out there and uh, donate away. Um, all right. So seasonal blood is awesome. Uh, it's a shame that NerdWords isn't here to just brag about how great the sorcerer is now, and I I feel that for him, um, because I feel like he's earned it. He's earned this level of power. Um, but that's okay. He'll he'll chat with us soon. Uh, any last thoughts, Nemo? Uh, the, the devs obviously favor rogues because they get like the, the best, uh, butt, uh, transmogs, uh, from the, the seasonal journey yet again. Um, um all right. So and that's, yeah. Uh, listener, yeah. we're going to go just a little bit longer now. Cause I was going to close out, but there's a tangent there. I want to point out that I'm still not going to buy any armor sets from the shop i just i i just can't 
because I one I'm, I'm always in uh, uh, a werewolf or, or bear form. But, oh, but I want to state that the newer sets that they've been putting out in this season have looked significantly better outside of the butt shots, right? Um, they've looked. I don't know. I enjoy better. it. <laughs> yeah, um, but they've looked so much better. Uh, than what they had offered in the previous seasons. Like they, they just have like a higher level of polish. They look somewhat enticing, both for other reasons and just uh, just being visually appealing. Uh, they 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 look really cool. Um, I will say that I have enjoyed also being able to change my town portal, and that to me feels yes. like we're we're moving into a step of like finally maybe getting skill transmogs eventually uh if we can change your town portal maybe we can start changing again how a druid looks uh in a wild shape colors of fireballs those are the things i will buy those are the things that that to me feel worth it have you bought any of these new packs have you been tempted to buy these new packs outside of the rogue butt one Oh, so the the rogue butt one is actually one of the free uh, tracks on the oh, uh, the battle pass. Yeah, I I don't. Oh, so there is also the other like provocative transmog that came out today. Yeah, I was just, just talking. Today. Yeah, that just got released today. I was actually just talking about the free one on the battle pass because like last season, like it just showed off like a a little bit of like the uh, the rogue's posterior. Well, this one shows off the whole thing. <laughs> they actually cropped it up by like another six inches. So that way you get the, the full package there. Um, so by like, I think some, there was a funny post on Reddit I saw. By season six, they'll be topless because it just <laughs> keeps, it keeps just getting shorter and shorter every season. Um, uh, so this does actually, uh, I do have to follow up, I think legally, um, from the last episode where it's talking about, yeah, I'll pay the $10, you know, for the, uh, the seasonal pass. Uh, well, I, I have to, I have to come clean, you know, as a Blizzard partner, I did not know this. I was not expecting it, but Blizzard gave me a free premium pass for season two. So there's a FTC disclosure there. Uh, so I got, I got paid off for all of my opinions in this episode um you know so they're so, there you know i was i was gonna give them ten dollars anyways and they they gave it to me so all right uh, well actually isn't it the the premium one with the skips is uh 20 right oh uh, yeah 20 something like that yeah that's uh, true so there you go i i don't want to crap on your parade but i'm going to a little bit because i got it for free too and i'm not a partner i think i just encountered a bug um because on day one i I logged in and I was on PlayStation. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should, you know, like how many, you know, the difference between the platinum I had and maybe just getting the regular one, I'll do that. And no, there was a free one just sitting there and I took it. Um, I had used it last, last league, uh, last season. Um, and it was there. So I feel special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think uh, what it was is that uh, so the you got because you didn't get the accelerated battle pass. You just got the actual battle pass, right? Starting at level one. No, I got. Or the you got the twenty skips. Okay, yeah. Because some people were saying that it was because you also got just the regular battle pass with like the deluxe edition, and they got the accelerated one with the ultimate. 
uh, where you got, you know, you got the, uh, the multiple ones, but yeah. Hey, good for you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not complaining. And uh, if anybody at Blizzard is listening, please don't take that back. Uh, don't charge me money. <laughs> um, I felt special and I felt like I, I won in some ways. I want to point out that I think the 20 free skips should be something that you can apply whenever you want, not like yeah. right away. Uh, I thought that was the goal of having the skips was like, oh, if you're getting close to the end of the season, you're running out of time, use your skips then as opposed yeah. to immediately. Because uh, that that just always, it felt weird in the first season where I was like, where did, did I activate it? What happened? Um, and same kind of thing with this one. But since it was free, I wasn't going to complain. But here I am complaining <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, Butts aside, fancy uh, suits aside, uh, let's close it out as we always do with a moo, 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 moo.